When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The smartest guys around are about to break it down like they won the game a million times. Well, actually, maybe they might win the game one day. You don't know. Survivor know it all. starts listening yes that's right the survivor know-it-alls are back after oh. a double tropical yeah we're oh. on steven oh my god live we're live we're live oh after god. double tribal council and dare i say the biggest vote of the season oh big yeah. move 100 the biggest move of the season we've been waiting for this the, this is huge the ryan elimination the master strategist has been yes, unseated your beloved ryan away with the mollusks mm-hmm. yes yeah, 30 pounds no of clamshells are you allowed to take 30 pounds of clamshells out of fiji with you i may have to declare that on customs i think not i think not yeah. okay it might, be, might get you might get you caught up coming through immigration you might be able to take it to ponderosa but i think that's probably as far as you're going to get with 30 pounds of clamshells but anyway yeah. so we are here live to talk about the double tribal council uh we saw that the steal of vote was used the knowledge is power is out of the game steven right now all right tell wow. us quick will knowledge is power come back into the game for a third time 
Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, no. definitely. There's de- they the definitely bank. have it on the next season. Take they, it to they the bank. Yeah, yeah, I'm surprised yeah. it's not in the pre- next time on. You know. <laughs> <laughs> next time on Survivor, Knowledge is Power makes another return. I will say there's a lot of, you know, talk about how Knowledge is Power is cursed. The Rob Sesternino talking point is Knowledge is Power gives us great TV. I got to say, it has consistently driven interesting story drama. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Even tonight. I mean, what are like a fun, interesting use of the steal a vote? I mean, we'll talk about this later, but from Noel, and it was largely inspired by the fact that knowledge of power was in the game. I mean, what's great about knowledge is power is the way that everyone maneuvers around (laughs) knowledge is power, not the actual use of the knowledge is power advantage, which is terrible, (laughs) but the, the way that other people react to it, it's been consistently great. Yeah. Can we just say, and I think that you kind of like came away with this after you played in Second Chances, that you get the knowledge is power, Burn. go to tribal council, go get an advantage. Use That's it immediately. It. <laughs> yeah. On someone you hate and already hates you. Mm-hmm. Don't, you know, you know, don't do some clever maneuver. In general, yeah. I mean, what's I mean, we've talked about this this season. It's like mind-boggling how everyone's like walking around with their, you know, their firepower in their pocket, like it's no big deal. Maybe it's a change in the metagame. Like, maybe. I mean, like, TBD, right? But, like, truly, this could be um, a change in the metagame where people just have advantages and, like, everyone else is like, okay, that's his thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Uh, yeah. we'll, we'll see that the advantages have uh, not been especially useful, although uh did help Noel here on this vote in particular. And, and what, like, amazing Survivor poetry. Sometimes there there's these things that happen on Survivor that are just like, okay, uh, was is this scripted where... Noel went to Shipwheel Island yeah. with James and Owen. Okay. Yes. The the three like uh, key people that were sort of involved in this one. And certainly like Carla and Sammy played big roles here. But in terms of like, okay, the person that was stealing the vote, the person that thought it was getting voted out and the person that was getting voted out. And uh, those were the three people. And Owen and James said, no, uh, we will defer to you, Noel. You take right. this advantage because you're going to make a big move. And so they both they both said, okay, we're not going to risk our vote. And they go ahead and let her take it. And then ultimately it ends up being uh, James's undoing in the game. So super interesting uh, when you go back in hindsight. So maybe any lessons to be learned here in your you know survivor strategies. Yeah, well, we're going to this weekend. It's going to be a Survivor Academy week uh, for the patrons. Dan C uh, is going to join me to talk about what's going on uh, with Survivor Academy this weekend. But I think, yeah, we should talk about it. But I, I maybe it's another point for. Hey, you know what? Don't play it so safe unless you're going. If you're not the person going to tribal council, uh, you can risk your vote. I mean, yeah. for for James and for Owen, like, yeah. what did it, it, what, for what did it get, gain? Uh, nothing. They got nothing for nothing. like, here, Noel, you take the thing. And then she makes it to the merge. And then uh, she has the firepower to take out James. Yeah. And, and it could have been Owen. I mean, it wasn't Owen. In fact, it did save Owen. So for Owen, maybe it was worth it. <laughs> maybe that's the lesson. If you're Owen, it's worth it. If you're James, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did it did it save Owen? Uh, I guess we can debate that. Well, I, the story that I saw, and again, who's to say, should we talk about, I mean, can we jump right in? Yeah. Let me just, let me just say on Thursday, I will have a double exit interview coming up uh, with James and with Ryan. And then from season 35 of Survivor and from the challenge, uh, Desi Williams will join me to talk on Thursday. So uh, be uh, tuned in 
or that subscribe to the podcast, robinswebsite.com slash subscribe. Okay, jump in, Stephen, and also to, uh, get your questions in as uh, we'll take them later on in the show. Desi was great on the challenge. I mean, yeah. just a great narrator, a great character. She was good on Survivor, but she didn't get much time because she wasn't there for that long. But she was great on the challenge. Yeah. Like, truly one of the stars of that, of that season. Yeah, looking forward to catching up with her tomorrow. Okay, Stephen, jump right in. Um, I thought it was Noel who should, because what we saw, right, was that it was going to be Owen, that um, Carla and James were voting for Owen and Sammy was going to go where Carla and James were going to go. And so, you know, Owen was, was basically out was basically out of luck. And, and, and it looked like Noel was in on that too. Mm -hmm. And, or we didn't really see from Noel. Yeah. Um, until Noel comes up with this plan to use the steal a vote. She's going to use the steal a vote to steal Owen's vote, thereby fooling James into not doing anything defensive. Right. Because if she steals Owen's vote, Owen can't play his shot in the dark. There's no fear of, you know, no, no reason to throw a, a wild vote somewhere and no reason for James to use his knowledge of power and then use, putting those votes on James. It seemed like only at that point when it looked like James was actually going home that Sammy decided to use this information as kind of leverage to build an alliance with Carla and say like, hey, what if we do this consciously rather than you being blindsided about it? And then yes, like Carla could have scuttled the plan. Sammy could have scuttled the plan. But, you know, and it was sort of presented as like, this is Carla's choice. Like, will she or won't she go along with it? But it really seemed to me like this was ultimately, Noel kind of called her shot, in the, not in the dark. Um, and that was what shifted the vote. It's... So interesting to talk about because I feel like where, you know, we've had these exciting edits where, okay, we thought Dwight went home with Idol. He didn't. Actually, Jesse had it. So we're we, now, but when we're talking about these things, we kind of have to trust what we're seeing in the show. Right. And the show made it seem like, okay, Noel is on board to vote out Owen at some point. She comes up with an idea of, hey, we're actually not going to vote out Owen. We're going to vote out James. But what is she thinking this the whole time? The whole time that they that they get there, that from the second she looks at, okay, all right, it's me, Owen, and Sammy in this group. I'm going to use the steal a vote, uh, and or I, I need to, you know, get James to think I'm uh, not going to steal his vote because he has uh, the knowledge's power. And so I need to like really like lure them in from the jump. I we don't know. And there was so much weirdness in this episode with Owen and with James. And so if fun. I may, uh, I, I'd like to sort of talk about this because this made very little sense to me because <laughs> I am so I'm so confused. So we got the story tonight about how right. last week James is very upset because Owen for the second tribal council in a row voted for him. Mm -hmm. And also that James told Owen to vote out Ryan. And then Owen went to tribal council and voted for the wrong person at tribal council because he believed James and Stephen. Once again, I have to ask the question: Since when? 
Because I thought <laughs> last week we watched an episode where Cassidy voted out Ryan and Owen voted against Janine. And I watched this. I said, oh my God, I what an idiot I am. I've been podcasting all week and talking about how Owen voted correctly for the first time at the, at right. the merge. Yes. And then, and it was Cassidy that voted against Ryan. And I went on well, the Survivor we Wiki. Saw- and this, I was like, oh my God, the Survivor Wiki has it wrong. Everybody is wrong. How did we all blow this? And we didn't blow this. Owen. But we did see Gabler. There was a scene of Gabler saying to Owen, it's Janine. But then so why? Owen was mad that Ryan gave him the wrong, or that James gave him the wrong info, told him to vote for the wrong person, but then he had the correct info from Gabler later. But he never, he, he, James is upset with Owen for voting for him and James didn't even get votes. And Owen is is seeming, is acting like that he's mad that he voted for the wrong person. He's like, if you, if so, if you would have told me to vote for Janine, he doesn't even come around and say that he ends up going for uh, Janine at any point. It was so confusing. I don't know. Rob, what are we doing? She makes her own rules. People get mad about things that are not totally rational. It happens mm-hmm. in real life and mm-hmm. on reality TV shows. I believe, I, I didn't think this was so crazy. Owen was trying to build trust with James, who was, you know, the mm-hmm. power player of the moment. And James, right before Tribal Council, lied to him. And Owen, just all Owen wanted last episode was to, like, be in on the vote. He's like, I'll vote for whoever it is. Mm-hmm. Just, like, let me be part of the group. Maybe even his Tribal Council analogy was, like, being on the bus or something. Like, mm-hmm. you know, all he wants is to be part of the group. And then with nothing to gain, really, I mean, that's not totally true because James, there is something to gain. But James then tells him, vote for Ryan. Right. And Owen feels lied to and betrayed because he's so desperate to be a part of the club and they're still keeping him out of the club. And regardless of the fact that he did correctly vote for Janine, which is mm-hmm. its own kind of, I mean, I guess because he didn't want to like, you know, build into because Gaylor gave him the tip off. He's still yeah. mad at James. But also yeah. it seems like that Owen is trying to make James think that he is the second vote for Ryan, and there's no mention whatsoever that Cassidy is the second vote for Ryan. Right. Nobody yes. seems to think that Cassidy was the second vote for Ryan. Did did this did this come up? Did anybody ask about what who the second vote was? So it, I don't know for whatever reason, and I don't know how much how far back did this plan go to? Maybe it wasn't a spur of the moment thing. Wait, what wasn't a spur of the moment thing? The, the idea of, hey, we're actually going to vote out James at this tribal council. And, and is, was, oh, is Owen trying to get into a confrontation with James? Is he playing this up for some reason? No, 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 no. Come on. That's like, that's like the, the war dog is throwing a challenge uh, level. Is you it? Know, come on. Yes. What, what's so he, crazy about that? Why, there was, we saw nothing to suggest that this was, you know, showmanship from Owen. It seemed like he was legitimately mad. I think he had a confessional about like, yeah, I'm mad. I got like heated. And then at tribal council, he once again got heated because like he was lied to on survivor. You know, mm-hmm. he's like, you know, I mean, like when you're lied to someone, by but someone like you get mad his about part it too, Steven, you know, that but there's no, I mean, maybe it's all, maybe it's all a facade. The whole season of facade is a facade. These players got together at the start. They mm-hmm. already decided who's going to win and they're all acting their roles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I don't know. I mean, uh, like, I'm sure we'll get the answers uh, one day. I don't think that's the craziest thing in the world. You do you think this is all like a farce? Like Owen being mad at James was all a farce in order to like, I mean, get James uh, to put that, votes on Owen? So Vessi and Baca have been working together really since the start of the merge that Owen was in with that group with uh, Dwight and Noel. And then, you know, he ends up on a group with Sammy from Baca and Noel. This is I, we did a couple of different simulations on this. This was like as good of a draw as Owen could have hoped for yes, here yes. to be in a group with only two Coco members. And so I don't know, like, did did him and Noel have a like a, a quick conversation? He knows Noel has the steal a vote uh, that for him to sort of like really play it up that he's upset with James and then keep the focus on him where Noel can convince James and Carla that she's on board to get rid of Owen. I don't think it's uh, that wild. Okay. That's that the way you presented it there. That, that is not, that's, that makes a little bit more sense. I mean, I, I, I buy that to some degree. I mean, I don't, to me, it seemed like a, like a very human confrontation. I mean, James followed Owen to the well. It wasn't like Owen was, you know, kind of pushing this. Mm -hmm. I also think with no confessional to like, you know, I've always been like a show. The show is not reality. You know, <laughs> the show is a, is a show. There was nothing to actually suggest that that was Owen's motivation. It seemed like he was gen, genuinely upset. I, I really think he either like said he was genuinely upset or he got, had a confessional talking about how he got unduly upset. Um, and mm -hmm. and I, I don't know, from everything we saw. Yeah there was just this like simmering tension between these two guys who were not able to fully put this thing behind them. And mm -hmm. I, I thought it was a, such an interesting confrontation too, because yeah. from James's perspective, it's totally legitimate. You know, you voted for me twice. Isn't voting for me worse than lying to you? Like, mm -hmm. and that's what I love about survivor is two people can feel indignant at each other for each of them to having completely valid reasons. You you totally see it from Owen's point of view. Like, Oh my God, this guy just like, he's trying so hard to be a part of this. Just like give him the name. Like why, why lie to him? And you can totally see it from James's point of view where, you know, this guy's voted against you twice. Like he's not your ally in this game. Like you don't owe him anything. Mm -hmm. And for those two people to be forced into a situation and to be, you know, mad at each other and spatting with each other yeah. while they are pretending to like potentially vote in, in, a, in a way together. I mean, it was great. You know, when, when Owen like goes to James and is like, so who's it going to be? And James is like, what do you, who do you think it's going to be? I mean, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, it's just a, such a great moment. I thought like, like that's what to me is wonderful about reality television where each person can be like, truly you can see their perspective and they can be so at each other. And, you know, as, um, who was it? As it Cody said, they each, each respect each other a lot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, very much so. So yeah. then the confrontation between Owen and James uh, was so great. Really, you know, uh, one of the best survivor moments, I think, in the last couple of years. Totally. I mean, if it's real, if it's not just a scripted. No, I, but uh, come on, you're, you're being, you're being no, flippant with, with me. I hear you. I, 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 hear, I, that, I do hear your perspective. I do hear what you're saying. I, I think there's a possibility that yeah. there could be like, I, I do think this possibility Owen could be playing a, a yes. part. And, yes. and, and the, he knows that it's him and he wants to like keep the focus on him. It makes, right. yes, I, I do see that. And, and my only issue is like, I feel like that it's a little hard to trust what we're getting from the show because uh, they're going to give us a version of what happened, which might be a simplified version, but isn't going to contain all the nuance. And maybe right, right. we'll be able to, you know, when we're talking with a Noel or an Owen, we can get a little more insight into, you know, uh, how this plan came together, because I'm sure it was more complicated than what we saw in the episode, but that right. was Noel like suddenly saying like, Oh, by the way, but it's also possible that she did, you know, like a couple, like she was like, she, maybe she wanted to use her steal a vote out of five, or maybe she, you know, 
went on a walk and, and kind of had this epiphany mm -hmm. that like, yeah. But Stephen, I'm sure that there was talks at the last vote, at the final 11 of, hey, should we deploy the steal of vote? Owen knows right. she has it. So I'm sure this, there were conversations between Noel and Owen about using the steal of vote in that spot. And they, they must have had a conversation when they like, oh, this is the perfect spot for the steal of vote. Uh, OK, how do we stop James from taking it from us? OK, uh, and I, I, I there must have been a conversation between. Yes. Uh, but, you know, prior Owen, to Owen held her steal of vote, right? Like, wasn't he like yes. the safekeeper yes. for the steal of vote? I mean, that's salient. Like, obviously, there's like real trust between these two people. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. But the fight was such a great moment. Uh, really, really fun. We do not get that many like uh, fun blow ups on Survivor like that that don't have, uh, you know, hard feelings behind them as far as yeah. we know. Yeah. 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 That's what was so great about it. Like, it truly did seem to be from a place of respect where these two guys were rivals, but, you know, were kind of like at each other. Um, you know, we're willing to like blow up a little bit. That's what I want. This is exactly Big brother what I want. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. I never thought that would be a compliment. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And because you don't really get that many fights like that on Survivor. I'm trying to think of what the last one was. Everyone's too tired. Everyone's too tired. And so, yeah, this was a, this was a fun one. And Noel, uh, anybody want papaya? Uh, Noel, like a very uncomfortable about the confrontation going on. So that was really great. And, you know, we're talking about all this and we haven't talked about the other super interesting parts of this, which are Sammy and Carla. And let me let me um, start with Carla, who wins immunity uh, in incredible fashion, where it's a grip challenge and with a bad hand ultimately holds out and ends up winning the uh, individual immunity. And so uh, super impressive spot by Carla. And she's in this pole position here of, OK, do I go ahead and try to save James? She could do it in a number of different ways. She could tell him uh, she could play her idol and she decides to, OK, I'm going to let him go. Did you like this decision for Carla? Honestly, I kind of did. Um, I think it's it's not. I mean, at first I was I thought this is a terrible move. Like you're losing your number one ally. You're fracturing your alliance. But. I think that Carla might be overshadowed right now by James. You know, you don't want to be in a tight alliance where you're not perceived as the dominant yeah. person because what's, let's <laughs> speak from experience. Um, yeah. You make it to the end game with that person. And then, you know, you're, you're shut out because you're the follower sure. so for Carla to have a somewhat bloodless way of getting out James in a way that, you know, hopefully he's not, absolutely enraged at her, mm -hmm. you know, on, on the new, cause his, his rage is his elsewhere. His rage yeah. is going to be at Noel, you know, it's going to be, um, then is, is a nice, uh, you know, is gives her now freedom. And, and, and plus other people are coming to her as the person, right? So Sammy is coming and saying like, this is like now my new thing. And so people are looking to her as the strategic force, whereas it really did seem like James, at least, from a perception point of view, you know, I think we've, you know, throughout the season seen how dominant Carla is, but I think from maybe from the other players' perception, James seemed to be like more of the, you know, the, the, the I mean, Owen kept describing him like a mob boss. So I think like for Carla to go deep with James, um, it could have, it would have been, um, you know, bad for her at the end game. And also possibly she could have absorbed a lot of negativity as like yeah. James is like number two. Like she could have easily been voted out as kind of like a proxy strike against James. Um, right. And so I think it was a really good move for her. What do you think? So. It sets up a really interesting 
the second half of the season uh, for Carla to have James go out in this way with she doesn't really have any blood on her hands unless, you know, like Sammy is on the jury. And then like uh, he if he's salty with Carla, then he could say like, oh, hey, James, by the way, did you know Carla knew that you were going to go home that night? Uh, right. Like that is a, certainly a chip that he could play uh, down the road. But I always think back to your season in Second Chances where that. I thought it was such a big thing for Jeremy that Andrew went out of the game, that Savage went out of the game and Jeremy didn't have to like, that was something that that was going to be hard to untangle, right? Yeah. Uh, that there was going to be like, eventually like some sort of like a battle for a leadership. And maybe Savage would have just, you know, wanted to go to the end with Jeremy and then Jeremy um, would have just won uh, the jury votes. But I also thought that that would have been difficult to untangle. And then uh, Savage like going out uh, was like a kind of a big favor for uh, for Jeremy, I feel like that for Cochran in Caramoan, uh, Philip getting taken out oh, yeah, in the same exactly. sort of way. It's right. just like, OK, so sort of like the the person who's like the little bit more like overbearing person in right. the group who you're aligned with gets taken out by the opposition. And you're sort of like, OK, I'm going to just going to let this yeah. go. Let, let, yeah, exactly. Roll with it. And so it's a good thing. I, I really feel like that this is setting up where we've talked about Carla and we've talked about Jesse. And I, I felt like that they're on this sort of like parallel trajectory throughout the course of the game. And I do think that we are setting up for a showdown eventually of Jesse's numbers versus Carla's numbers. And I think that now with it, this was a gamble, I think, for Carla, because I think that James had better ties to some of the other pieces that were on the board. I think that uh, he... Definitely. Well, he had the better connection, I think, with Ryan. And now uh, it was ultimately with James going out of the game and then Ryan is gone. So is Carla going to be able to hold her forces together versus whatever Jesse and Cody are doing on the other side? Yeah, that's a very fun. Uh, that's a very fun question. I mean, Carla's got a very good relationship with Cassidy um, and it's yep. probably there. Which is, you know, we can talk about whether, you know, we'll talk about whether that was a, a bad choice um, from, we'll from get Jesse there. and Cody. Yeah. yeah. Um, Carla's got, a, you know, Cassidy. Um, and and now it looks like Sammy. You know, it looks like Sammy's Sammy, primary. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then primary o Owen and Noel, I think, are really, they, they could be the kingmakers in this. Because yeah. on the other side, you have then it's Jesse and Cody. And it looks like they have Gabler. And so really... Where where do Owen and Noel come down? It's you could have three on one side, three on the other side, and now Owen and Noel kind of sit in the middle, and yeah, they could decide I mean, which which side do they want to go with. Yeah, very interesting. I mean, likelier. Yeah, it's very interesting. I mean, there's there's obviously some bad blood between Noel and and Cody and Jesse. I mean, presumably because of you know from the Dwight boot, and, and mm -hmm. also you know still maybe even from the Just Team. Yeah. Um, and and I think that Noel and Owen, I think, are more likely to side with the Carla, Sammy, and Cassidy yeah. side of things. Yeah, that's sort of what I'm thinking too. Where you've got Jesse and Cody now, maybe they're the new. James is, you know, they're the new like perceived, you know, kingmakers. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, let's talk about Sammy here because yes, I, I certainly had the feeling like, oh no, you're Sammy. You're this is such a cool like when 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 you know Noel had these like sweep the sweeping music around her her idea of like playing the steel vote in such a, a clever way. I was so excited about like seeing the advantage used in such like a smart and interesting and new way that we'd never really seen before. Um. And then there goes Sammy and he is going to ruin everything. Um, did you have the same read on that, Rob? Yeah, I, I certainly did. And I was very happy to see that Carla went on board with it. You know, that Sammy, I, I think that 
especially earlier on in the season. I had doubted this guy and I had doubted this guy and he's been so fun to watch. And yes. I mean this endearingly, but he has been Sammy the snake at every turn uh, that I feel like that he is, uh, you know, giving us a little bit of like the Tony Vlachos mad scientist energy. Uh, he's even a little bit like of a, you know, young fair play energy of that. Like he, everybody, nobody should trust this guy, but it seems like everybody does trust this guy. Yeah. And young fair play is a very good comparison. I, I Tony was a little bit like more chaotic, more out there as like mm -hmm. the leader of the big wild plans. But I think young fair play is a very good comparison. Cause yeah, sorry. So I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just get so excited about your comparison. Yeah. I think that he's been really, really fun to watch. And I, he's been walking this tightrope and some, Somehow, you know, he keeps ending up. He's always voting with the right people. Uh, you know, people are always telling him things. He's always telling things to people that I feel like uh, you shouldn't be doing that. But it keeps working for him. And I feel like that he is in a really interesting swing position. And I feel like it's hard to imagine where people are coming for him next. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's such an interesting game, such a fun game. I mean, I love having him on on any season. You want a character like this where he does not want to be number three in the alliance. Mm -hmm. And so he is willing to undo everything in order to like for him to be the centerpiece of the new alliance. And that's exactly who you want. The guy who's not going to be, you know, when Ellie and Janine were were sort of sidelining him to foster their relationship with Gabler early on Baca, you know, Sammy went to Gabler and just totally threw Ellie under the bus. Um, you know, and here today where, where Sammy's really kind of the third, the third place, you know, the third wheel in this uh, Noel Owen plan, suddenly he goes to Carla and says like, actually we're the two, you know, we're the two, uh, I don't know. I can't, I can't continue the wheel metaphor. The spokes, hubs, we're engine, axles, engine, yeah. engine and the axle, yeah. um, you know, wiper fluid. Uh, they're the two key, key parts of, of yeah. yeah, yeah, key parts of this, of this thing. And he keeps on just like maneuvering to position himself better. But like you said, he's always in the know. He's always voting correctly. And he's, he's in everybody's ear. And like Sammy the snake. Yeah. I love that. He's, he's really a very fun player. I mm -hmm. mean, can Sammy the snake win survivor Rob? I think he could. I mean, I almost feel like that we are in this situation where it's a very strong final eight. And I mean, it's, it's hard to argue that there are too many people that can't win in this final eight. Gabler, you know, Gabler got such a positive edit in that competition where, you know, if he got there, you feel like that, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Are people going to say that he doesn't have a resume, but you know, we've seen people like, uh, like really get, uh, give a very passionate speech in the final three. So I don't, I'm not ready yeah. to say Gabler is drawing dead and Gabler, Gabler, you know, had the merch or the, the, you know, whatever they call the fake merch. Um, the, the, yeah, mm -hmm. he, he was responsible for the alley, the alley food. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Really, really exciting uh, tribal council there and everything that went on. And then I guess in terms of the order of operations that, okay, so for James, when Noel says, okay, here's what I'm going to, I'm going to steal his vote to make sure yeah. that he doesn't play the shot in the dark. Cause that'll, that could screw us up if he does play the shot in the dark. I don't know if you're James. Is that is it worth it? Like, are you saying like, uh, does that sound fishy to you? I don't know. I mean, I, there's so much concern, and I'm sure these players talk about it much, much more than we, you know, than we see. 
oh, is he going to play the shot in the dark? What's our backup plan for the shot in the dark? Should we put a vote on this person? I'm sure the shot in the dark looms like pretty large because, you know, you're always speculating about what can go wrong and how to prevent it. So to use this advantage to stop this totally wild thing from happening, especially with him in the line of fire, I'm sure it thinks it makes, it makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you do such a thing? Um, and you know, I, I mean, I agree with you. Like, is this the big move someone is going to make with their shot in the dark? Like that seems like a little bit With their bit steal of, of vote, yeah. Sorry, sorry, with their steal of vote. Um, it does, you might question it, but I think, and maybe, you know, a Tony would question it. You know, maybe like that's the difference between like the first rate and the second rate player. Like maybe the first rate player is going to know, wait a second, something's wrong here. This, this person's never going to use their like magic power to like stop the shot in the dark that could save me. Um, yeah. So, like something's not right, but, but that's really, I think that's only like truly like the greats of the game. But I did think it was brilliant for Nicole to ultimately like have to come up with this way to be able to, uh, you know, prevent James from stealing her steal a vote, uh, whether it was like there was acting involved from how much did she have to lure him in to ultimately saying, I am going to steal the vote. Uh, she steals Owen's vote. At that point, when she plays the steal a vote, was it was it too cute to steal Owen's vote? No, I I, I thought that was what was so inspired. I mean, it that's was, what was it was so cool. brilliant. It was cool, but uh, what no, what's the difference? So well, I, I guess if Carla, she thinks if Carla might might use play her idol then. Right. Or, or like James could easily wonder, like, why isn't Carla playing her idol? Or, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. I, that's what I thought was so great. And and that's what, you know, when I had this, <laughs> I had the first deal of a um, when the moment, you know, I think that's something I've tried to block out. Um, so much of the question that you're asking yourself is what's going to happen when I steal that vote? Is someone going to play the idol? Are they going to play the idol for the person whose vote I steal? Are they going to play the idol for themselves? Yeah. You know, you really think, you know, it's such a big move that you know that someone is going to react defensively to that and you know if they can and so you know obviously if she stole james's vote suddenly james is going to be oh my god carla like play your idol for me if mm-hmm. he doesn't know that carla has an idol which presumably he, he does at this point mm-hmm. um you know it suddenly it becomes like so much more fraught so the idea of using the steal vote in this smart way as you know it, we're talking about burning advantages. This is a yeah. great way for Noel to burn her advantage. It builds a lot of trust with these, like a lot of trust with these people. Yes. Um, and it totally blinds James to the move that's coming for him. I just thought it was so elegant and so fun. Yes. It's such a creative new way of using an advantage. And we haven't seen this before in US Survivor, unless I'm forgetting something where, okay, I'm going to steal my allies vote uh, and yeah. then use it to vote out the person we really want to vote out. Have we seen that in other survivors? I, I don't know. Well, I haven't, but yeah. that doesn't mean it didn't yeah. happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just I trying to get out in front of the tweets. Yeah. For Noel, um, you know, just such a great creative, fun move. And, and like a great way, yeah, like I said, like, you know, suddenly now she's built so much trust with, with mm-hmm. Owen, um, you know, Sammy, I guess to a lesser extent. Yeah. It's All just right. uh, a great move. Okay. Do you give out one fishy or two fishies on a night like this? I try to get, I, I mean, it was a split tribal. I think still one fishy. The one you know, fishy. It's it has fresh. to come from yeah. this group. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Who's it for? Yeah. Yeah. For Noel. Noel. Fishy for Noel. Yeah. 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 Okay. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Stephen, then let's talk about the other tribal council, which, you know, it, it's hard when the first tribal council is the main event. Uh, the second one is a little bit more of a ho-hum affair. Did you think yeah. at any point it would be Cassidy? Well, I mean, the only reason I thought it would be Cassidy is because they had that conversation where they explicitly said, if it's James tonight, then we can vote out Cassidy and isolate Carla. I mean, but that mm-hmm. was the only, you know, there there was this conversation between Cody and Jesse where they literally said, like, here's our thinking. If it's James, we're going to vote out Cassidy. That way we isolate Carla. Uh, if it's if it's not James, you know, if it's Owen, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll vote out But Ryan. was that the correct logic? Because I felt like that, okay, Carla is not going to be mad if we vote out James. Carla is going to be upset if we vote out Cassidy. If James, if James is gone, doesn't it make more sense? Isn't that how they maybe arrived at this of, OK, if James is gone, let's let's cut out the guy who's James's right hand guy. Well, I mean, the only reason was was Ryan James's right hand guy. I mean, Ryan seemed to be the least right, the least connected to the Coco tribe. Ryan seemed to have you know the fewest bonds with that group. Um, I I mean, it's interesting. So like, I it's think that's a complex the, question. Of the three people that were in Coco, I think he was closest uh, to James. Well, right, but he in general did not have a lot of like Coco strong bonds, right? Yeah. Like Ryan was not like he was not part of that core group. If he was, you know, friends with any of them, maybe it was James, but he seemed to be, you know, equally conversant. He with, was not you know, close with people. Cassidy, and you know, Carla seemed uh, a couple times to just be a little bit like, and uh, not that she was like annoyed with him, but kind of like this is not my kind of guy in terms of uh, somebody I can strategize with. Well, so like, let's ask the question overall. All right. They get this whole lay of the land. James is gone. 
is voting for Ryan, which, which is the right move, voting for Ryan or voting for Cassidy for Jesse and Cody. So I think that the issue might have been that they're able to feel like, okay, that they were in the seven. Jane, oh, I'm sorry, Ryan, the frustration had been with him. He doesn't strategize. He doesn't talk to us. So I think right. that that's a hard person to sort of like, you know, put your eggs in the basket with them of like, I don't know, is he really with us? Is he, uh, is he on board with this plan where Cassidy, who is a big fan is saying like, Hey, okay. Yeah. The three of us, let's go. Let's, let's do this. Okay. You know, it's, it's still Coco and Vessi. And so I, I think that they're just getting assurances from Cassidy in, in ways that Ryan, right. you know, he has like a lot of like ideas about the game, but I don't know if they're necessarily consistent. Yeah. I mean, in general, I think as a rule, you want to keep as many people not strategizing in the game as strategizing. But I do, I do think you're right that probably it came to like vibes, like who they felt. I mean, Cody even explicitly said that I want to go forward with people who I feel connected to, which I think is a great strategy. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, it sounds, it sounds so like, you know, flighty, but I think that's actually probably what you really want is you want to move forward with people who you feel connected to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, you think you may be right that Cassidy was kind of offering those good vibes that, that Cody was putting, you know, picking up. Yeah. And, um, I mean, you know, it's interesting because I mean, and, and Ryan was, you know, a bigger immunity threat, although not ever, not particularly winning very much, but he was mm -hmm. right there at the end of in a, in a couple of these, um, I mean, the question, though, is is also from the overall alliance structure. You know, do you want, if you're Cody and Jesse, do you want Cassidy in this game? Or, I mean, I guess Cassidy actually is a hook for Carla in a way. But then you're thinking, if you're looking at, Ka at Carla now, I, maybe they're thinking, you know, keeping Cassidy keeps Carla with us. Like, I guess that's sort of what you're saying. Yeah, I think that there's going to be like a, a real like tug of war where we saw at the beginning of the merge uh, that it started off that, OK, it was going to be everybody's going to gang up on Coco. But then Gabler sort of like screwed that up. And then it was like, OK, so then Baca and Vessi thought they were going to get the jump on Coco. And then Cody and Jesse said, actually, no, uh, we're going to link up with Coco. And now that's the new majority. And that that majority is still like on paper the the functioning alliance but i think a new thing is about to form and i yeah. think that of C carla or jesse whatever side can get the first jump on like whatever the next thing is going to be i think that that is going to really put one of them in the better position moving forward so well, but theoretically carla and jesse are in an alliance together and in fact they even talked about being in an alliance together. yes but but I, I think that they, oh, and while they're in an alliance together that served them at the final 12, I think they're going to start to look up and realize like, okay, I think that the other person is collecting their numbers and is ultimately in my way. I, I think right. that, that there's just no way that these two forces, I think, can function together and, you know, become end up being Steven and JT or Dominic and Wendell and, and ultimately, you know, get to the end of the game. I feel like that ultimately this thing ends up cracking again. But the remnants of the seven are still right. I mean, theoretically there is a Jesse, Cody, Carla, 
Cassidy, Sammy. Is Noel in that too? Noel, is she was he in the seven? Sure, to do what? To vote out Gabler at the next tribal council? No, I'm just saying, like, theoretically, there is a tie there where, I mean, like, it's not crazy, like, for especially if Jesse and Cody have a bond with Cassidy. Like, I, I, it's not as, like, two-sided, I think. I think it's much more, you know, inter, interwoven. It's, I, it, it's definitely, you know, I, I think that there are three uh, voting blocks uh, that, you know, yeah. we were talking well, about we, earlier. What are, the, what are the voting blocks? I, yeah. I think it's Carla... Sammy Cassidy is one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and both both Cassidy and Sammy are most connected to Carla. I think that there is Jesse and Cody. Uh, and I think that maybe Gabler might be with them also, but I think he might be a yeah. little bit of a free agent. And then Noel I, I, I and Owen. That's a real bug though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's very interesting. Very fun. Very, very fun. And I think whatever faction of two gets together is going to, you know, uh, end up like, you know, probably controlling the next couple of votes. Yeah. And we're not going to um, have the shot in the, or the do or die at the final seven. So I think that we're going to have God. a more normal sort of end game. I mean, all of a sudden we're at the final eight. So I think it's going to be uh, really interesting to watch how this all plays out. Can I go back to the first tribal council uh, for a moment just to talk about something, you know, just to sort of like uh, put a, you know, epitaph on the Carla and James relationship. To me, they were like the functional Ricard and Shan. And where, you know, like, I think that that was like a real, like iconic duo from the new era where we talked, we saw so much of them when Ua was going to, you know, all these tribal councils in the pre-merge. And we talked about oh, Ricard and Shan, Ricard and Shan. And ultimately they end up uh, turning on each other where, you know, uh, they feel like we can't go to the end together. And I don't know how much of like that thought process was there for Carla and James, where for uh, Shan says to Ricard, hey, in the history of this game, when a man and a woman go to the end of the game together, the man ends up getting all right. of the credit. And Ricard yes. says to her in that season, uh, but maybe not this season. And which turned out to be uh, prophetic. But for Carla, she's probably thinking that if I go to the end with yeah. James, there's a chance I might not get the credit uh, that for yeah. playing this game. No, that's what I was saying. That's that's 100% what I think is the case. That's probably what motivated her thinking. Mm -hmm. So I think that that was probably like a point in like, I, I can't actually go to the end of the game with James. Yeah. Yeah. Because we've been together the whole time that there's a very, there's not a lot of ways where I can distinguish, you know, how this was my game versus his. Right. You know, especially on a jury where, and as this is now becoming like, uh, and you know, we didn't have any women vote out of the game tonight where, you know, you were going to end up having more men on the jury, presumably, uh, I guess it's, unless it's an old, I, they're like, I didn't do the math yet, but you're going to have a lot of guys on the jury. Yeah. 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 No, I, I think that's hundred percent the case. I, I think that that's, yeah, that's, that's what, um, yeah, there's, she has to, you know, and, 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 and like I said, like Owen was calling James the Godfather. I think there, there was this perception that James was the guy, you know, calling the shots. And, you know, I think for Carla, she has to get rid of him in order to get the full credit that she deserves. Mm -hmm. Are we overlooking Cody as a contender to win this thing? I think Cody's great. I mean, Cody has been one of the key decision makers, you know, and, and it really is a duo. It seems like with Cody and Jesse, I think we've kind of put forward the idea that like Jesse's the real strategist and Cody's also his part, you know, is, is sort of like sidekick, uh, at least from a strategic point of view, but it sure seems from these conversations we're seeing with them that Cody is equally, if not more so the one who's actually driving a lot of these decisions. 
I do feel like that Cody is a little bit more of like the stabilizer. He's like the, the he's not like the rock, like the actor and wrestler. Um, but I feel like that he like Jesse's more the mad scientist the, that Cody is a little bit more like the uh, Keith nail stick to the plan. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think too, you know, I mean, he's, he seems to be out there like, you know, building bonds and, you know, having, you know, connections with people and, you know, he's obviously a really fun personality, but also seems to be able to make the tough strategic choices. I mean, I, I think, I mean, like you said, all eight of these people, you could see a real, a real um, argument. We've seen less from Cassidy than from the others, but um, you know, for the most, for, for the other seven, we've seen, you know, yeah. really a lot uh, that would justify a win. And Cassidy got uh, her screen time tonight. Uh, she got the flashback and we got her, uh, her backstory about her family and why she's playing the game. And then ultimately, you know, that we did have like this arc of Cassidy versus Ryan and Geo. Cassidy ends up winning the battle. That's right. That's right. It's a great point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so uh, ultimately for Ryan, Super nice guy. Uh, I do not think that he was ultimately uh, somebody who was... Uh, I, he seemed like uh, too pure for Survivor. Yeah, too good for the game. I agree. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, beautiful send-off. Okay. Steven, anything else you want to say about the episode before we get to some questions? No, let's do questions, Rob. Okay, all right. Uh, just real quick, uh, we've got so much Survivor coverage coming your way this week, okay? In addition to our double exit interviews, I will be joined by Desi Williams for our recap. The patrons can watch it live at 2 p.m. Eastern. And then your friend and mine, oh. Hannah Lil Nesson, oh. will join me for our, you know, our twice a year tradition of the feedback show with Hannah Shapiro this weekend here on Robin's Podcast. Get ready for that on Friday night and you can get your voicemails in for that one. All right. We got some fun questions for you here tonight, Stephen. Okay. All right. So for let's. Us. Why don't we uh, welcome in a, fr- a friend of the podcast who I just had a long conversation with on Thursday night, uh, Christian Hubicki. Oh my is in God, the chat. Well, in the chat. Wow, yes. a long question. Christian Hubicki wants to know, how about this revelation, Arhap? The steal vote can neutralize the shot in the dark because they have no vote to sacrifice. Does that mean you can steal someone's vote and use it to cast your own shot in the dark? <laughs> okay. That's, this is getting wild. I, that's a very fun mechanic. I hope that's true. Because like, if you stole the vote, and you well, you wouldn't necessarily use the stolen vote to cast the shot in the dark. You would use your own vote to cast the shot in the dark and have the stolen vote to vote. I think it works. No, okay. I think you have a misunderstanding of how the shot in the dark works because you don't your vote that. is does not turn into the shot in the dark. You have a shot in the dark in your pocket. You play the actual die that is the shot in the dark. You lose your vote, you lose your ability to vote. Then you would play Owen's vote as right. uh, as your vote. Yeah. No, that's what I just said. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah but so you can you can't steal I don't think unless it is that James can use the knowledge's power to take somebody's shot in the dark, which I guess he could. No, because I don't think that would count as an advantage. Is the shot in the dark an advantage? Can somebody answer that? Is, like, I is, think no. Is a hot dog a sandwich? No, because yeah. that's not, like, then everyone would have to say, then they everyone would give him the shot in the dark. I think that would basically make the knowledge's power advantage, you know, ridiculous. Because mm-hmm. the, the person gets to choose what advantage they give. They would always give the shot. Could you imagine that we're at tribal council and you asked me, Rob, I have the knowledge's power advantage. Do you have an advantage? Like, all right, you got me. 
Here's my shot in the dark. <laughs> you got me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You'd be so pissed. You throw it in the yeah. fire. Yeah. So, um, but what would but be the no, point? What would be the point? So you have a one in six shot at immunity also? Is this just like, are you rubbing it in? Flourish. Just yeah. flourish. Just mm-hmm. for fun. Okay. All right. So it's it's possible. All right. We got another question from Christian. Uh, that uh, Christian is asking, how on earth was the steal a vote even helpful there. Exactly. Could Noel not have, I mean, this is a very good question because it was such a fun maneuver, but could Noel have not just voted for James and James Mm -hmm. would have gone home? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So I I think that what was the important part was that she said that she was going to do it. She convinced James to the point that it was in, you know, the, the plan was locked in. Did she have to go through with the idea of stealing the uh, vote from Owen, would James have stood up at that point and said, oh, she didn't do what she said she was going to do. Now, uh, Noel, do you have now, do you have an advantage? Or why raise the point at all, right? Like why raise the question, like for, for Noel to even bring the shot in the, or her steal a vote into it. I mean, I guess she's worried Right, she's got this big plan. This is this is Noel's big move. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna upset. I'm gonna like reverse the seven. I'm gonna take out the guy who's running yeah. things. Um, and she doesn't want it to go wrong if he steals her advantage and decides to play it just to be extra safe yeah. or for whatever reason. Right, you just never know. I mean, Christian, you know, like you're always like running right. scenarios. Like, well, what if this this person does this thing? Then my whole big crazy moment is totally stolen from me. So I think that's really the only upside. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Like Noel would have never had to bring the shot in the dark into it in the first place. Yeah, you know. Look, there's a chance that Noel could go home with it. Um, that, that you don't know how many more votes uh, she, that is going to be. I don't know what if she can use it till. Uh, I guess she could probably use it till five. So there's only what three or four more times that she could use it. This was a good enough time to use it to make a big move. It's day 17 of a 26 day game. I'm not out there. I didn't play in the new era, but I would bet you anything that there are people on the production that are really sort of like, hey. Oh, it'd be kind of, oh, look, you, if you want to win this thing, you gotta, yeah. you know, you got these advantages, yeah. you know, you yeah, might, yeah. you might as well like, uh, you know, you, you like, do you think you'll win in the final three if you didn't do anything yet? Yeah. I mean, especially with like the, the possibility of an advantage get and I'm sure they're trying to space things out a little bit among mm-hmm. the players, especially when it comes down to, if people are thinking of, Oh, James is going to win this game. If we don't stop him, I was the one, right. I was the Kingslayer. Oh, one advantage. Yeah, I think that's a. Re- I think that's I did part that. of the reason. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's her that, resume, that, and that's no. And Steve, we could see Noel get taken out in the next episode yeah. for that, for having done that. Like it, it boomerangs back on her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. How about uh, a question Christian? from no uh, Mike White? Mike White. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. Wouldn't expect him in the chat. Mm-hmm. Um, do you get less or more credit for a big move if half of the potential jury wasn't present? That's a very good question. The answer is less. You get less. I don't know. I kind of think that maybe the legend grows. I don't know. I think so much of what makes the big moves the big moves is that the jury's right there, is that all your tribe mates are right there. They all see it happening. It's exciting. They're like connected to it. You know, I thought, I think that's why, you know, for so many of those, you know, that's why we saw, um, oh my God, I'm just, you know, um, <laughs> Chrissy lose, right? One of the reasons Chrissy lost was because like she's winning immunities, but she's, you know, she's not like, 
pulling crazy things, you know, like she's no Ben yeah. bombs, you know? Well, I we can ask Desi about ben that. Bombs. Yeah. What? We can ask Desi about that. I'm trying to yeah. think, um, you know, when, it, so in Second Chance, uh, where like the things that happened in the earlier part of the jury, like were they as impactful as the things that happened? Like it feels like the, the jury really, like the last couple of tribal councils, yeah, especially, really like really yeah. feels like, especially in these uh, 26 day seasons that, the stuff that happens at the last couple of votes is really like very much top of mind. Right. A hundred percent because people are changing their opinions every day. Mm -hmm. And I think especially a move that like nobody saw, it's like something that happened. I mean, this is a really good point because like, it's like something that happens in the pre-merge, you know, you could have had the most epic move in the pre-merge. It doesn't matter at all at the final trial. You could pull off the greatest move in survivor history at the pre-merge and like half the people on the jury are going to be like, I didn't see that. I don't have any connection with that. I didn't even know that person, you mm -hmm. know? Um, so I, it's so much, I think does depend on timing. And I do think that's a real negative in the column of, of, uh, Noel's move here is only getting to do this play for half of the people, but, um, voting out, you know, still it's like, because she voted out, you know, James, who we, it mm -hmm. did seem like was the, the, the big guy uh, on campus. Um, the MOC. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> William Dang has a question. Do you guys think that knowledge's power was a major factor on why James was blindsided and why Carla was willing to cut him? What do you think, Rob? I mean, I don't this know. Is a if good James does not find the knowledge's power advantage, uh, is he voted out in this episode? That's a really good question. Everybody seemed to know uh, that he had it and it was such a public idol and that everybody like knew what it was. Word traveled so quickly. I think that he was a really, you know, powerful player who ended up becoming maybe overpowered by having the public advantage, which was such a powerful advantage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it did make him too much of a threat. I agree. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If some other figure in the game uh, who was not, you know, people weren't as worried about, you know, if Janine ends up getting the knowledge is power in that spot, you know, um, I guess, you know, she's, she ends up going out of the game. Uh, but I don't know. I think, I think it's probably the same. Yeah. Here's one thing that I do want to say about James and the Owen scenario is James should have told Owen the correct vote. And, you know, it was such a, it really was, it was like a humiliating move. Like it was just like, well, you've proven your loyalty by showing you'll like do this random thing I ask you to do that has nothing to do with the game. And I saw that sometimes, like um, sometimes on second chance, like Jeremy would, would try to do like loyalty votes. Like we're not going to tell them the real plan, but they'll prove their trust to us. Mm -hmm. But you're doing the opposite. Like you're undermining your trust with that person. Now, Jeremy did go on to win the survivor. Yeah. Um, but, but uh, I just, to me, it seems like, it's just going to antagonize that person. You're, if the yeah. goal is to build trust, you're doing the opposite. I think that's. I think it's a bad idea to do that. This is a good point. I, I think that James and I have to go back to his. But I know he loved Earl. That was uh, one of his favorite players. But it feels like that. I wonder if he was playing kind of like a Boston Rob game. And of course, uh, you know, we remember from Redemption Island, Boston Rob famously had to, you know, give a, a test to Philip. Uh, he, he said, "I've got hey, Philip." I'm going to put my arm on somebody and then you vote for who I told you to. And then Philip did it. We saw that James said tonight, like, Hey, the only rule in this game is basically, you know, you, if you break trust with James, you go home. So it feels like that he had some Boston Rob vibes that he yeah. was out there with. So maybe yeah. th this was like a, a thing for him. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. But I mean, I still, as, as a rule, I think that's not a great way to yeah. play it where, yeah. I mean, on the other hand, like he didn't particularly want, 
Owen's trust, right? Like he didn't care if he, if his goal was to build trust with Owen that, you know, he flubbed, you know, mm-hmm. but if everybody knew it was Janine, like he doesn't really gain in. If it was like a secret plan. Yeah. Like don't tell the guy who's voted against you. Mm-hmm. But if it's like, if it's everybody knows it, you know, yeah. Why and, not? You know, 10 people were on that vote last yeah, time out. Exactly. I mean, exactly. That, that you, you have to not tell somebody the vote. I mean, there's a million idols and shots in the dark floating around. Like, why are you going to tell Owen who's from Baca that you're voting out another person from his tribe? Yeah. Like it's, it. why is he going to, why you, he has no uh, allegiance to you. Yeah. yeah. So, so, but on the other hand, like everybody knows already. So why not mm-hmm. tell him? Why not tell him and like mend whatever if there is? Mm-hmm. Okay, because you're not splitting the votes and you're putting, you know, if she writes down James's name at that tribal yeah. council, yeah, you know, it's a you're about to see, you know, uh, it's gonna make uh, Kelly Wentworth uh, idling out Andrew Savage look like child's play. Yeah, no, that's a good point. That's when Janine cancels not- eleven votes. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I do agree with that. Like, but it's just like if you, if the goal is to build trust, that is a failed way to build trust. But if the goal is to just you know keep it a, a secret, which was not. But the point is, it was not a secret. Everybody knew. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, you're right. Like Owen was against was against him. Uh, Owen almost didn't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Gabler only told him ten seconds before tribal. So mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, and on to the next question. We can ask James about this uh, in the exit interview coming up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. How about um, question from? Let's see. Dan has a question. Uh, hear me out. But was Carla's social game the driving force tonight? Sammy's move. Uh, Sammy wants to move with her where Jesse and Cody were possibly scared off of voting Cassidy because of their relationship with her. Do you think that it was the pull of Carla that not only caused Sammy to tell her about what was going on, but also kept Cody and Jesse in line and uh, making the move that Carla would have preferred. Yeah, I honestly, we, we see very little, I mean, relatively very little of Carla, yeah. but we see a lot of people talking about Carla a lot. I think Carla, you know, figures very large in people's um, understanding of the game. So very it seems like she has a lot of- has yeah. a lot of connections. She yeah. knows the game well. I think that if we go back to where this ends up, where Carla's the winner of the season, ends up having the numbers on Jesse, I think we'll come back to this night and we'll say Jesse and Cody made a mistake and yeah. they voted out Ryan and they should have voted out Cassidy. Well, that's sort of where I, I'm really on the fence about it because the, the reason to keep Cassidy is because she keeps their connection to Carla. You don't think they have a connection to Carla. No, I think, well, I think that they do, but I think that they're going to get back to camp. And instead of like, they had a connection that was at the final 10, which is very different than the final eight. And I think they're going to look up and say, okay, all right, I guess we could vote out Owen here, but okay, but now it's the final seven. And what's our four is the, is our four Carla, Cassidy, Jesse, and Cody. That's the, that's going to be the final. That's sort of why I think isolating Carla, that's why I kind of think keeping Ryan would have been the better move. And Ryan seemed to be into like more of a bros thing, you know, like Ryan was more like, I feel like he and Jesse would have like, or or he and Cody would have been, you know, they could have like picked up Ryan like more easily than they're going to be able to reliably pick up Mm -hmm. um, Cassidy and Carla. Steven, you have to look at it from the perspective of Cody and Jesse, where if they see, oh my God, all right. So Sammy flipped and then got Owen and Noel to vote out James. Oh, Carla is, uh, is, uh, you know, basically a damsel in distress. Right. Carla has nowhere to go. So now if we vote out Ryan, okay, now we are going to, that the four is going to be 
Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The two of us, they don't know that Carla is as tight with Sammy. I, right. I don't think. Right. And that no, Carla no, actually like gave her blessing for this plan that um, and maybe Carla's going to go back to camp like, oh, I can't believe that like these bastards, what they did to James. Like, how could they? It's like, oh, don't worry. I, you know, we got you, Carla. Um, right. So, yeah. From their perspective, it's probably like the five is Cody, Jesse, Gabler, Carla, Cassidy. You know, that's what mm -hmm. they probably think they've got a five yeah, for. And now, you know? Oh, you know, Owen Noel and that's Sammy the snake. Like, yeah, uh, you know, right. they'll pay for what they did to James. Right. Yeah. I, I, if I, I'm, that's probably Cody's and Jesse's perspective. So, yes. um, it is such a tweener though. It's such a hard one. And um, they don't realize that maybe Carla came away from this tribal council in picking up some allies, uh, not just with Sammy, but maybe like, uh, okay, now I have a real relationship with maybe Noel and Owen too, uh, right. after this. Again, yeah. I don't know if Noel and Owen know that Carla was in on it, but maybe that, you know, Sammy is connected enough to them to vote with them. And so like, he's a bridge to them. So, you know, if Cassidy flips back over now, it's five going the other way. Do you think that Carla should have put, Never mind. I was going to say, should she have put a no on a vote or no on just for, but that was actually a terrible, that would have been a terrible decision. Okay. Don't do that. Don't make a terrible uh, decision. Yeah, yeah, no, no terrible decision. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's see. Is there anything else that we haven't talked about? All right. How about, um, covered so much. Okay. Uh, a little late wants to know, are Jesse and Cody, the new Steven and JT? <laughs> I mean, honestly, they're very similar. I have to say, like, I've got, there's a, every duo, every Survivor duo is like mm -hmm. the new Stephen and JT, which I'm honored to be like the the, you yeah. know, the gold standard of Survivor duos. And I love it every time that someone's right. Like, oh, but I actually think that they're pretty close in terms of like the, their respective vibes. Yep. You know, you were a troubled youth, right? Reformed. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, no, but in terms of like, you know, Jesse being maybe the, like you said, like more of like, let, let's like brainstorm some you know ideas and then, and then, you know, Cody being right there with him, but also maybe being sort of mm -hmm. more of, you know, the, I don't know. JT I, I, have a butt tattoo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not a one-to-one -one thing, yeah. Rob. It's not, you know, Jesse doesn't wear glasses that we know of. Maybe he does wear glasses. Mm -hmm. Um, probably sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. If he's reading, you know, late at night. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I get a very similar vibe from them. I truly do. Okay. Well, Steven, am I crazy to say, is this the, the first, uh, great episode of the season? It was a very enjoyable episode. I, the, I liked the first few episodes of this season. I really got a lot of pleasure out of them, but yeah. I do think this is probably the best episode yet. Okay. All right. Anything and tribal else? council. Wait, yes. yes. Tribal council. That first tribal council was very good. And yeah, what made, what made it so good. I mean, of course, like not every tribal council can have two people blowing up at each other. But that's what but, it's supposed to be. Yeah. Well, here's the, here's what I was thinking. I was thinking about this, Rob, and I want your, 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 you know, you, you, you have a, a greater vista on, on survivor history than I do. My memories of token genes were Jeff would really dig in on the individual dynamics. Like Taj, you see Sydney wearing Joe's underpants. Like, well, how does that make you feel? You know, like really dial in. And now it's so general. It's, mm -hmm. Tell me about how this yeah. season is like Jaws. And, and honestly, I feel like that Jeff really, he doesn't want to put his, like it comes from a good place. I really oh, do believe 100%. that. He, doesn't, that want to put an, he yeah. doesn't want to make anybody feel like that they are getting picked on at yeah. the, at the tribal council. But, but it's great on a night like this where people come in with conflict and it's okay to fan the flames. And you saw like, I felt like that Noel and Sammy were really trying to like, yeah, everybody's great. Uh, but you know, we were able to sort of like, that's what tribal council is supposed to be where players are supposed to come out and be able to talk about what's going on at the tribe. And so, 
in this instance, like it was, you know, just great TV with Owen and with James. Uh, well, Robin, let me ask you though: Are there any changes that they could make to Travel Council to more encourage yeah. this type of engagement rather than the kind of more high, you yeah. know, floating above the thirty thousand feet above the game level? So uh, that I, in my podcast with Christian from Thursday night, and you know, you know, I, I really I, I don't love to you know do like too much like airing of the grievances, uh, despite what some people might think. Uh, that we were talking about like what are the ways that uh, Jeff could do it, but. He can ask more. Jeff can ask more pointed questions right. at the tribal councils. And I know you and I were talking about this a little bit last week, but everything is sort of like, what is uh, give me an analogy of what the, of what this is like instead of just like tell asking people, you know, what's what like, how are you feeling? What's going on back at the camp? Right. Who's contributing? You know, uh, like uh, who's not pulling their weight? You know, if you could ask survivors the some questions that are a little bit like not hardball, not rude questions, but you can ask them some tougher questions that it's going to get people saying things. And maybe somebody says something like, well, actually, I, I don't agree with that. Yeah, because I kind of think that those were the questions we got in token chains. And I think less the questions we see now. And again, like who knows, like if have the questions changed, the editing changed, you know, I think the players have changed where they you get a question like who's not pulling their weight, you know, you're going to be like, well, everyone contributes in their own way, you know, like you're, cause you're, you know, players have evolved to the point where they're savvy enough not to antagonize each other. Mm -hmm. I just wonder if there's a way where maybe like Jeff could dig in, like, you know, he does, you know, he's like, that's BS, you know, give me something real. And then he moves on to the next person and you feel like, oh my God, I've, I've disappointed dad. You know, mm -hmm. like you're like, oh, you know, people want to please Jeff so much by giving him what he wants out of a question. Do you think that the questions he's asked have changed over time? Like, do you, yes. is, are your memory from the hoary ancient days of Survivor, like that they were more specific? Yeah, certainly they were. And you know, very specific questions about, you know, what was going on back at camp. And now everything is, you know, very much like, uh, so uh, in t like describe the new era if it was a soft drink, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. uh, and we were having fun today uh, on, on, on Twitter about like, yeah. uh, can you like, how is Twitter 2.0? Like, so like the new era of survivor, give me yeah. an analogy, Steven. Yeah. Um, and so everybody's just like, and look, it's, it's like a um, self-perpetuating cycle of like, Jeff has asked for these types of questions over the last couple of years. The players come out there and they're ready to give those types right. of answers. Uh, when they do stuff like that, Jeff, like, Oh, I like, Oh, this is a good analogy. Oh, great. Oh yeah. It is. It, it is like the, you know, fourth grade recess. Uh, tell me more. And yeah. so, you know, that's kind of like what people are going out there to do, but I think that they can give them like a little bit more of some like tougher questions out there. Yeah. And I want to say like when this first started, I thought it was extremely fun. I feel like it was in the early thirties, maybe like, I mean, I remember millennials versus Gen X. There's right. like, there a lot of very fun analogies. Well, yeah, you right. had, you had an era where, okay. So, you know, coming through, you know, you had what? Aubrey plays in uh, season 32 and then you have like, uh, you know, Adam and Hannah and David and Zeke yeah. and, you know, all those uh, people that are great writers in season 33 and, you know, Aubrey is back in season 34 and then Ryan Ulrich plays in season 35. And so it's just like you have a ton of people. Kellen is another person, you know, there's so many people that are like great at painting the word picture and like uh, yeah. Christian, Christian and Gabby and, you know, playing uh, Mike White, you know, they're all talking about what it's like, what it's like. And so I think that, you know, Jeff kind of like uh, got hooked and I think it really did 
end up changing. You know, we had a lot of great moments from that, but I think we can like uh, get to I'm some more that, direct yeah. questioning. And before that, you know, we were all frustrated because Survivor wasn't letting itself be self-aware, you know, mm -hmm. like, and that felt like they were kind of cracking the format open. Like, oh, we're talking about Survivor the game. We're, we're using metaphor. We're, we're talking. I feel like whenever it was, there was like some confessional, maybe it was like Cochran, like talking about viewing himself on TV on Wednesday night or like mm -hmm. when I go and watch Survivor on Wednesday night, you know, and suddenly it was like, oh my God, the whole format is cracked open. Survivor has acknowledged oh. as a TV show. And now it's... That's but that was new, you know. That was new 10, 15 yeah. seasons ago. I, I remember it vividly. The very first tribal council that I went to, that I got, Jeff, I forget exactly what the question was that Jeff asked me, and I said, you know, uh, when I'm sitting and I'm I'm watching the show, and it was like shut down. Like, no, we are not. We do not talk about the show. Right. Like, we are like we are uh, like we are making the show. We do not talk about the show. Like, you are not. Do not talk about the past contestants. Do not talk about the like the TV show. You are talking about this. Yes. Right. Right. And then it changed. And like, it was like a breath of fresh air when it changed. And mm -hmm. they acknowledged like, you know, when, when Cochran had his like Twitter confessional, you know, yeah. when they talked Cochran about, was like, played a big role, I think also in this evolution. Yeah. And then suddenly in the thirties, it was times. like, everyone was talking about what it was like being a fan and watching. And it was like a much more of a fan era of, of the show. But, but uh, yeah, I think that has run its course. And, you know, in, in this new era, the monster needs something new to feed it, you know, a oh, but Cassidy made Jeff so happy when <laughs> yeah. she referred to the monster is hungry tonight. There was even like yeah. in the, like the sound design, there was like the monster was laughing. Yeah. And the golden monkeys mm -hmm. uh, protecting. Wow. The golden monkey is going to be a theme of, of season 45. Yeah. Let me just also uh, real quick, you know, last week I was talking about Roger Sexton, who played with me in Survivor the Amazon that passed away. And, you know, I uh, have some uh, more sad news uh, to report if you haven't been on uh, Survivor social media that uh, Stephen uh, people found out that Dan Lembo from Survivor Nicaragua. Also, uh, he passed away oh. this fall. He actually passed away in September. Uh, there was an obituary uh, that was found. And so Dan Lembo who had some great moments in Survivor Nicaragua, had a very uh, famous moment with us on Rob is a Podcast. One of when the great all-time Survivor moments on yes, Rob when, when he when he yeah. famously asked if the exit interviews were mandatory, something, a callback uh, that we still bring up as a tribute for him. He sat in the giant chair uh, that Mike Bloom had a very nice uh, tweet about him, about how... He had his sons that he was very close with. He was very affectionate. Uh, when his son came out to visit him, he was like, uh, had his arms around them at the finale. I remember he was wearing a tuxedo. And so, uh, you know, sad to see another one of our, uh, you know, survivor friends, uh, very sadly, uh, has passed. And so, uh, you know, we uh, send our thoughts to his family, uh, for Dan Lembo, who, uh, was a fellow, uh, New York area contestant. Hmm. All right. Steven, let me tell you about what else is coming up here on Rob Has a Podcast. Okay. We've got the Real Love Boat. Steven, Real Love Boat uh, still going strong. I know it's one of your faves over on Paramount yeah. Plus, uh, but the Real Love Boat is back. So I will wow. be talking with Jenny and Kirsten about uh, what's happening over on the Real Love Boat. You don't have to watch. We watch the show, so you don't have to. Uh, mm. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. Okay. Then... Uh, we'll have our Amazing Race Episode 9 recap here. And it's a mega leg, Steven. So you know what that means. Mm. Uh, no no elimination <laughs> this week on the Amazing Race. We'll make up for it with two Survivor Exit interviews on Thursday. So uh, check out our recap of Part 1 of the mega leg coming up 
uh, with Mike and Jess on Thursday morning. Stephen, okay, have you checked out the new Lindsay Lohan holiday film on I've Netflix? I've heard a lot about it. I've heard about it. Have you checked it out? Yes, I did on Nothing But Netflix. Chappelle wow. and I watched the brand new movie. Uh, Matt Ligori joined us to talk about it. We had a lot of fun trying to break down who the real villains are, uh, what's amnesia really like mm. for people, uh, some plot lines for Freaky Friday 2, and much more on the latest Nothing But Netflix. Is, uh, what did you think? Can I have a brief, uh, you know, overview? You ever see Overboard? Yeah, I love yeah, Overboard. Yeah, it was, it was basically that. Yeah, I mean, I saw that when I was like four, five, right? So I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it holds up, uh, Overboard. At the time, it was very, you know, just uh, sort of wacky antics. They balanced Wack, the spoons on their nose. Wacky antics, but really, you know, if you don't like a person, like they, you shouldn't be able to like, uh, when they yeah. get amnesia, take them to your house and make them yeah, be the, like Looking back, it's actually a terrible, terrible, jeez. Yeah. I, I mean, like, I just have like a memory of watching it as a child and all that. So the at least comedy. somebody does, yeah. But now, um, upon remembering the actual plot, it's extremely offensive and I'm actually embarrassed. A mm -hmm. lot of rom-coms are really offensive in a very similar way. Anyway, yeah. do they balance the spoons time. on their nose? And no, they, I don't think there was any uh, spoon balancing. Yeah, okay. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, and then, of course, uh, we've got a lot of great stuff going on over on Patreon. Uh, we had a great night on Tuesday night with a patron cast and then also patron family feud. And so I'm going to be uh, live with Des. You can join us uh, and watch and ask your questions uh, during that. And then I'll be doing Survivor Academy this weekend. Uh, that is our five part series where we are talking about what you need to learn before you play in a future season of Survivor. That's going to be uh, this weekend. I'll be with podcaster Stan C to talk about everything. We'll get questions from the patrons and talk about everything that we've learned here in episode seven, eight, and nine of Survivor 43. Uh, check it all out at robhasawebsite.com slash patron. You could follow us and subscribe to the podcast at robhasawebsite.com slash subscribe. Stephen, what's coming up for you? You know how I am, Rob. They, there's ice. They put me on ice until the next uh, next Wednesday. Although not next Wednesday, where I will not be joining. Mm -hmm. Yeah, ever know else. Yep. Uh, Stephen is traveling for the holidays, and so uh, we will be without Steve. Stephen did a podcast without me for the Know It Alls a couple of weeks ago, and now yeah. so the shoe will be on the other foot coming up on this Wednesday night when uh, Stephen is going to be. Uh, you know, we'll be thinking of you. But will it be uh, strange for you to podcast with someone who isn't me? I'll get used to it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I, uh, you know, my, my film was excellent. Rob graciously, you mm -hmm. know, gifted me an extreme, extremely great, uh, fill in, but I've asked Rob to get a terrible subpar fill in so that, you know, I look great we'll by comparison. So whoever yeah. Rob gets is who he thinks is terrible and subpar. Okay. Well, we'll be back with Steven in two weeks, uh, coming up when we'll be down to Steven. We'll be talking about, believe it or not, what the final six. Wow. No, final seven. So next, so we're at the final eight right now. Yeah. Then the week you're gone, we'll be talking about the final seven. And then after that episode, oh, well, it'll be only next, six. I mean, you're sort of like next week talking about the final eight, right? I mean, because it's the final eight. Next week is going to be the final eight. Okay. Potato, yeah. potato. Uh, we're like, we're talking about the, the final eight now. We're, 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 you know, we're seeing a light I mean, at the end of the this was the final 10. You know, this, this episode. It was started at the final 10. <laughs> it was the final 10 at eight o'clock. At nine o'clock, it's the final, it's the final yeah. eight. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. Uh, we'll have a fun Thursday coming up on Robert's podcast. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. 
step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered ChampaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.